Carter Brown, Mysteries. Adventures in excitement and suspense, based on the best-selling novels by the slick storytelling sensation, Carter Brown. up in a bedroom in the middle of the night and heard a weird whispering voice, switched on the light and found the room empty. Around the office of Excelsior Insurance Incorporated, I was considered a pretty tough investigator. Mark Hunt, the guy with a marble heart. But I didn't get much sleep the rest of the night in that empty room in the gaunt, gold-bright house with the rain sheets whipping viciously against the window and the wind whining outside the walls. I was glad when daylight came. Daylight's such a nice, sane thing to see. Everything that sneaks out of the graveyard at midnight is back there before dawn. Who is it? Cross. Young Cross. Okay, come in. I was sent to fetch you, Hunt. Hmm? Yeah, Lila was wondering what had happened to you. It's late. Breakfast's over. Yeah, that's okay. I've kind of lost my appetite this morning anyway. Why? What's the matter? Oh, it's nothing really. Only I'm just beginning to understand that old guy. What old guy? The one who rode me over. He made a couple of cryptic comments about this place. I'm beginning to see what he meant. Uh, you're not making sense, but that's not my business. I was told to get you. The lawyer's arrived. Lawyer? Sure, to read Henry Gobright's will. They're all gathered in the living room, and Lila figured you ought to be there, seeing that you're investigating Henry's death. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll get dressed right away. Okay, I'll get back. Oh, uh, if you time it right, you'll miss all the legal mumbo-jumbo and get there for the interesting part. John Cross was right. By the time I crept quietly into the living room and took a seat, the legal eagle, a lean, lifeless-looking bird, was getting down to business. <clears throat> Before reading the section concerning the actual beneficiaries, I must say that I did my utmost to dissuade Mr. Goldbride from the course he took. My efforts were of no avail, and he insisted on couching his will in its present terms. Thank you, Mr. Daventry. Would you please continue? <clears throat> And now, as to the disposal of my estate. I am well aware that my wife married me only for what she could get. Therefore, I have not the slightest intention of allowing her to squander the wealth it took my family five generations to amass. I leave her a legacy of $10,000 and trust it will be enough to keep her until she remarries. I might add that I have long suffered watching the sheep's eyes made at my wife by John Cross, and knowing he's practically penniless, cannot help feeling a certain satisfaction in knowing that if they marry, it will undoubtedly be a love match. Have all the... John, please. The, the bulk of my estate I leave to my brother, Clem Goldbright. I realize that he is a waster, but I trust he has enough family pride to guard the family fortune. If my brother should die within two years of inheritance... My wife shall take over the whole estate. If she should die within a similar period, then the estate will revert to my friend Michael Delcrescu, who has for so long desired my paintings and other art treasures. <clears throat> there are other minor provisions, of course, $1,000 for the butler and 500 for the maid. And that, I think, is all. Has anyone uh, any questions? Yes, I have. Yes, Mr. Goldbright? That last condition... About the estate reverting on death. Is that legal? Can it be contested? Contested? Certainly not. It's a perfectly legal procedure. But don't you see what it means? If Henry was murdered, if his fall wasn't an accident, it means there's a killer in this house. And that will is an open incitement to murder. Oh, 
Come, come, Mr. Goldbright. Aren't you letting your imagination run away with you? If I am found one morning on the jetty like Henry was, that'll be a comforting thought. The lawyer left after lunch. The rain hadn't let up, and that, combined with the terms of the will and Clem's outburst, produced an atmosphere like death row in a penal institution. Everyone retired early that night. I was back in my bedroom, and I was wishing it was someplace else, because the room kept reminding me of that whispering voice in the night. Since I couldn't stop thinking about it, I tried to figure out what the voice had been trying to tell me. Eternity can be held in captivity, it had said. Imprisoned for all to see. Of course. It meant a camera. If someone had taken a photograph as Henry plunged to his death, that was it. The voice meant that somewhere there was a negative that proved whether Henry fell or was pushed. Uh, oh, uh, who's that? It's me, Lila. Oh, oh, come in. I've brought a bottle and two glasses. Lila, that's an inspiration. That's what I thought. Here, you do the pouring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been such a dreadful day. Oh, I won't argue with that. I just couldn't stand being by myself. Well, now you're not. Oh, here's your drink. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's funny, isn't it? Sure. What? That will. When I think of all the time I've been here in this ghastly place, of all the time I endured Henry, what do I get as a reward? $10,000. Henry seems to have been an eccentric character. Henry was a heel, pure and simple. But don't let's talk about him. Okay. What will we talk about? You. You and me. That sounds an interesting subject. I like you, Mark. You are my idea of a man. I haven't known a real man these last few years. Is that a very awful thing to say? Let me think about it. No, I don't think it is. I'm glad. I wouldn't like you to think I'm awful. I think you're beautiful. Mark, the lights. They've gone out. Yeah. Mark! In the doorway. That figure. It's Henry! As Lila's body collapsed to the floor, every hair on my head stood on end. In the doorway, bathed in an unearthly light, was the figure of a man with grey hair and a grey moustache. I grabbed for my gun. The figure was in front of me, but the laugh came from behind me. I whirled round, and when I turned back for the door, the figure was gone. I was heading for the door when I heard the voice again in the darkness. Now, do you believe? Will you listen when I tell you that the secret of my death is held for all time? Imprisoned in emulsion, waiting to be found. Seek, and you shall discover. Then suddenly the music stopped and the lights came on. I looked at my gun and then at Lila on the floor. As I picked her up and placed her on the bed, she stirred. Mark. Oh, it's okay, Lila, it's did, okay. Did, did you see him? I saw something. It was Henry, back from the dead. Even from beyond the grave, he won't leave me in peace. I don't think it was Henry. I fired at whatever it was, but my gun was empty. Someone's removed the clip. A genuine ghost wouldn't worry about bullets. But someone worried enough to take them out of my gun so I wouldn't fire any. But who would do that? And why? That's the $64,000 question. If we knew that, we'd know everything. Mark, I'm scared. I can't go back to my room. I've got a solution. Stay here. Mark. Yeah, we can finish the bottle. 
After breakfast next morning, we all gathered in the living room. Clem Goldbright had said he wanted to make an announcement, and everyone was wondering what it was. Everyone's here? Good. I told you I had an announcement to make. Here it is. You all heard the terms of the will yesterday. You all know that World's End and everything that goes with it is my property. There's no need to gloat. You also heard me say what I thought of the will. Nothing more nor less than an open invitation to murder. Well, I have no intention of being murdered. So I'm asking you to leave, all of you. Leave? Now, wait a minute, Goldbrine. That's just what I won't do, Mr. Cross. Wait a minute longer than I have to. The inquest is this afternoon. It shouldn't take long. With no evidence, the verdict will be accidental death. And I'm asking you all to leave by tomorrow. The launch will be waiting for you at 10.30 in the morning. But, Clem, that doesn't give us much time to pack our things. I've got all my clothes... And all the low-down nasty... You call me all the names you like, Cross. You might have some consideration for Lyler, even if not for the rest of it. The only person I'm considering is me. I'm sorry. 10.30 tomorrow morning. That's final. I watched him stride out of the room and I thought that boy was really scared. I got away from the rest of them and decided to take a walk around the island. The rain had stopped, but the sky was still lead grey, promising more. After I'd been out for about an hour and was heading back towards the house, I came on the figure of a woman. And what a figure. And what she was holding pulled me up short. Well, hello there. Hello yourself. Nice to get some fresh air, huh? Yeah. Uh, what's the camera for? You one of those photograph fiends? Just a hobby. I wouldn't have thought that you'd go in for photography. You're quite a surprising girl, Mavis. Am I? One of the tragedies of my life is having a husband who's old enough to be jealous, but too old to be interesting. You look young enough to be interesting, Mark. Well, thanks. Uh, what did you do before you acquired your husband? Used to work in burlesque. You'd like it? Some of it. The time I worked with a magician, that was fun. Until his wife woke up to him. Tell me, Mavis, did you think Henry Goldbright was murdered? I wouldn't know and I wouldn't care. I never liked him and he never liked me. How much is the policy you'll have to pay on him? $50,000. Wow, that's a lot of hay. Sure is. And it depends whether he fell or whether he was pushed. That's right. Supposing someone gave you proof that he was pushed, would you pay them anything? Of course. 20%'s the usual rate. $10,000. That's not bad. Thinking of claiming it, Mavis? Maybe you've got some proof, like a photograph or something? A photograph of what? Henry coming down with a view of the balcony behind him and maybe somebody standing on the balcony? That's ridiculous. Is it? Whatever gave you an idea like that? It was just something that came to me in the night. The inquest, as Clem Goldbright had prophesied, was straightforward and to the point. Verdict, accidental death, which meant we'd have to pay on the policy. It was late by the time I got back to World's End, and after dinner, everybody got busy with their packing in preparation for departure in the morning. I took some liquor up to my room and locked the door. I didn't want any visitors supernatural or seductive. Half a bottle later, I was asleep. But I wasn't destined for an undisturbed night. I grabbed my gun and made for the door. Mark, did you hear it too? Hear it? It'll haunt my dreams. It sounded as though we're outside. The balcony? Come on. Mark, do you think... I don't know what I think. There's the balcony. Lyler, don't come near. Cross, what is it? I heard the scream. I came out and looked down. Now, keep away, Lyler. Why? Why, John? Because there's a body on the jetty. A body? Who is it, Cross? Take a look for yourself. Can you see? Yeah. The moonlight's shining full on it. That's clear.
Clem Galbraith.